Welcome along to another special edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. I'm Kev, and I've got alongside me on this episode one of the masterminds behind the town's success, uh, first team coach Chris Cohen. Chris, thanks for giving up some of your time, particularly on a day where training is uh, taking place. No problem at all. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. Uh, let's um, let's kick things off then with uh, the week that's just gone. It's a bit of a roller coaster week. Uh, Many many weeks of uh, Luton Town are roller coaster weeks, but kind of up and down really. You know, behind level, in front level, and in the end we've come out level in two games. What's the sort of overall assessment? Uh, I think you know what's really important is that we don't get too high or or too low. Um, whatever the, the result and the way that exactly what you said, the flow of the games, we quite could quite easily have lost to Millwall, could quite easily have beaten Peterborough, but. Um, the end of the day, probably look over. We try and take our our um, kind of diagnose our our games over a bigger period, so at least five, six, seven games. And you look last four games, we picked up eight points, which is which you could take that form into the last six games, and that that will get us where we want to go. So yeah, not too high or too low, but it's hard to hard to not be too high or too low with the emotion of the the last couple of games, most definitely. Yeah, I kind of said that to person that I travelled back from Peterborough with, uh, you know, eight points from 12 at any stage of the season. You're going to take that, aren't you? Particularly now where everyone's scrapping for something. Yeah, most definitely. And as you said, like when, you know, a couple of months or a month or so ago, we started looking realistically like we've got a fighting chance of getting into the playoffs. We knew we wouldn't go in a straight line towards it. Um, there's going to be some dips. There's going to be some highs. There's... Um, that's just the way the football seasons work in general, but in the championship more than more than ever because everyone is capable of beating everyone. So I know form table and looking at going away to Peterborough, you expect to win, but Peterborough away is a you know a tough game and it'll be a tricky game for they've got some of the teams in and around us. It'll be a tricky game for them going there as well when they're you know they're fighting for their lives, they're fighting for next year, they're fighting to impress a new manager to to keep their contracts, some of them, or keep their positions at the club. Um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tricky challenge. And do we play as well as we'd like? Obviously not, but we walk away the point from any away game where we're, we're not going to be too unhappy. We're never going to be happy, but we're, we're not too unhappy, I suppose. Yeah, we sort of poked a bear, didn't we, when we scored? Because after that, they kind of came alive and started firing shots at us from all angles. And obviously, they missed that sitter right at the end. So, I mean... To come away with a point, I guess if you like you said, if we're not at our best, like we clearly weren't, to not lose the game is the most important thing. Yeah, and we've been good at that. Oh yeah, you know, um, you might get to the end of the game and say not fortunate to get a point, but because of the last five minutes, you know, we would take a point. But there's been so many occasions this year where we played well and not probably got what we deserve as well. I don't think anyone can begrudge us our position in the league. Um, we fully deserve to be where we are. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll fully deserve to be where we where we end up at the end of the season. And also, I guess that Tuesday night's kind of like the recency bias. But if you go further back in the season, we've picked up points in injury time at Blackburn, at Bristol City, the fantastic scenes at home to Bournemouth. So it's not like we're in a negative late on in games. You know, we're still very much in credit late on in games. So, you know, every, every now and again, it's going to come back and get you all at once in a while. Most definitely. Well, you look... Three days, three days prior, we um, we scored after 80 minutes. So, no, we've been fantastic all season, really, you know, most stages of the game, but definitely at the end of games when we've been chasing and the boys, you know, they stick together, they never give up. There wasn't a, 
you know, there wasn't an individual error for the goal. It was, a, to be fair, to, to the, 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 there was some stuff that we know we could have done better, but it was a wonderful cross and a, and a good header by a, a good striker for the level. So, you know, sometimes you, as much as you diagnose and you want to blame and you want to say we could have done this, we'll always reflect and try and be better. But, you know, football, stuff happens in football all the time. It's about how we react now over the next, you know, few days with the boys and be nice and bright and bubbly around them. They're still bright and bubbly because, you look at where we are on the table, it's been a, a really positive season so far. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's certainly. Yeah, Clark Harris, he seems to enjoy scoring against Luton. I don't know what it is. He always does it, but um, fair play to him. Decent header, like you say. I'm interested, going into the week that just gone, were there any similarities? I know you weren't here at the time, but was the, um, the return after lockdown mentioned? Because we had a kind of nine-game block then that we needed certain points to stay up. And it, it felt very similar, eight games this time. But... I'm sure you all have a kind of points total in your mind that if you get them points, we'll achieve what we what we want to achieve like we did back then. Yeah, most definitely. We probably started maybe, I think there were 16 games left when we first sat down with our leadership group and spoke about, you know, where, where, well, A, where did they think we could get to? Because the most important thing is, you know, whether the players have the belief and, you know, after really good conversations with them, we've set out some you know, some targets and some things that we need to get, you know, some places we need to get to with the amount of goals we score, with the amount of points we need to collect and, uh, and all that. So, and then obviously after the international, during the international break, after the whole game, it became an eight-block season. So the manager spoke to the players about how the similarities between this and, and when he came back from lockdown. But we're a very different team to what we were, um, you know, what Luton were just before, before I came in terms of that that team was fighting for their lives and they had to play, the manager had to come in playing a certain style to pick up results. We're not there, you know, we're not there anymore. We're an aggressive, we're a front-footed, attacking, attack-minded football team and we're not going to change that for, um, for anyone. We haven't changed that for anyone all season. So we're, it's definitely a similarities, but probably difference is, is the style that we're going into these games for. Um, where we're going into to make sure we're the aggressor, we're the front-footed side and, and we're going to pick up results that way. Whereas, as I said, when when they've come back in last time, I think he recognised quickly they just needed to pick up points and, and maybe the best way at that moment was to, to sit off a little bit and, and pick up points in a, in a different style. The craziest thing was when we came back last time, we drew with Preston with a late equaliser and then we sneaked a 1-0 win at Swansea, which obviously we were three minutes away from replicating it at Peterborough the other night so it, it, you're right we're an absolutely different side but it's crazy how football kind of goes in patterns isn't it and it's yeah. um, it, it's really weird the season as a whole then you've mentioned it just then that it's a fantastic season I mean if you'd spoken to me at the start of the season you said six games to go you're going to be fourth in the table first of all I'd have needed a doctor to you know mm-hmm. got back got myself back up off the floor but no actually seriously I, I genuinely thought we would make real improvements this season um I'm not sure I saw us fourth, if I'm being absolutely honest, but everyone I've spoken to at the club and we've had many players on the podcast have all told me the, the aims that top six finish. So um, it's always been there or thereabouts in the minds right throughout the season. Yeah, well, I mean, we sit down, I sit down with players at the start of the season and to a man, we ask them what, what they think we could, I ask them what we, I think they can, we can achieve as a team this season. And um, to a man, every single one said improve on last season. Um and a, and a lot came back with um, with playoffs. So we um, we knew that that was an opportunity for there was an opportunity for us because we felt like we finished twelfth last year. We improved our squad. Um, we definitely improved our athleticism. 
Um, we probably improved our depth as well. So, so we believed as a staff we could be better. How much better was kind of, you know, we'll probably wait and see. And uh, to be where we are now, we're not surprised, but, you know, this was this is what we thought was achievable. And, and it's because of players, Kev, you know, like the way they stick together, the way they, they work every day together. This is close to the group as I've, I've ever been a part of or, or seen um, in terms of... Um, a whole squad um, players wanting other players to do well and that always bodes well so I think in pre-season we kind of looked at each other you know all the staff looked at each other and thought you know we've got half a chance here but no one's really said it and we're still not really saying it now we've got more points than we got last year so whether if the season finished now um, we would be content with the season but we don't want to finish the season content we want to finish the season you know doing something special so yeah most definitely playoffs is kind of been in a lot of the boys' minds. Improving on last year was probably our goal at the start and now it's, you know, it's turned towards the same target as what a lot of the players had at the start as well. You're obviously a football fan yourself and obviously us fans, we look at fixtures and there's a point here, there's three points there and there's, well, we might struggle here and all of that kind of thing. But you guys, I'm guessing, aren't like that. You've just got an overall figure at the end of the season, whereas if you pick up three points here and against the grain, so to speak, and only one point in a game that might um, otherwise people see you as three points. It doesn't really matter that, you know, you don't get more points for beating the teams at the bottom and less points for teams at the top sort of thing. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's definitely something I've learned this year from the manager when in that international break, he said he said exactly what you've just said there. He said, it doesn't really matter who we beat. You know, people saying that the, you know, the QPR game was a six-pointer after the QPR game, that that was a six-pointer. It's not really. We, we know we've got a collate you know, a number of points that will almost definitely get us in the playoffs. Now, if we do that beating Peterborough um, and losing to Forest, you know, it doesn't really matter um, because everyone's going to drop points. If, if we beat our rivals, obviously that's a bit better. But as you exactly what you said, we've given ourselves a target to hit and then the next six games will kind of decide whether we get there or not. Can I get it out of you, that target? Uh, uh, it might change, yeah. So <laughs> might change over the next couple of weeks. So um, no, I think we, if you look at the last ten years, we know you know around seventy-five points, probably almost going nine out of the last ten years or eight out of the last ten years guarantees you to be there. So and the boys know that as well. So it adds a little bit of pressure knowing that we've got something to to aim towards. But as we said, we're not going into any of these challenges with fear. We're going into a with enjoyment and be just hopefully able to show the whole country what uh, like we have all season what a, what a fantastic group of players we've, we've got in. Yeah, indeed, yeah. I mean, we're only a month ago that we took it to the world champions, didn't we? So, you know, there's absolutely nothing to fear uh, with regards to these last six games. Um, the playoff picture, obviously, as fans last night, we were Middlesbrough fans and, sorry, Fulham fans, not Middlesbrough fans, Christ. And obviously, we were Coventry fans. I understand with your previous allegiance, you might not have been. But how how is it like within the camp? Do you kind of look for other results? Do you, do you, do you see how it's going? Or is it literally just focused purely on what we can do? I could, well, I could sit there and lie to you and say we don't look at other results. But I promise you, everyone looks at other results. So, you know, yeah, when we get in, we'll obviously do our bits and, and see how and kind of reflect on our game with the boys. And then we'll... We'll check the scores coming in, and, and yeah, exactly, exactly what you said. We know that the teams around us are the teams that that it helps us if they drop points. So yeah, we're all we're all Luton fans at the moment. At the end of the day, so we uh, 
we most definitely look out for the results of others uh, in our round ties at the Coventry game last night. So it was definitely a split, you know, hard, hard one for me. But at the end of the day, you know, I work for Luton now and my goal is to, to help help Luton Town, you know, become a become a Premier League team one day. So um yeah, all eyes on all eyes on us. If you was at that game, you wouldn't have seen the TV pundits last night basically say it's four from six for the playoffs now. Is that how you would see it? Uh, I, yeah, I think you've got to be wary of, you know, the, the couple underneath that, that that could win all six games and jump in the playoffs because that has happened before over the last over the last few years. But you can see you can see why they're why they're saying that with the you know, the games that people have got against each other and all that stuff. You can see it's you know, down I, I thought it was two from eight really after after Saturday down to about tenth, I think it's Millwall or West Brom might have jumped in there now. So yeah. The, all that stuff, you know, it's nice to talk about. We're all interested and all that, but again, then you refocus on. We can't actually affect any of them other teams. We can't. We can't stop Coventry from losing to Forest last night. We can't stop, you know, Fulham from beating Middle or Middlesbrough from losing to Fulham. Or we can't help that. Sorry. So we know that we've got six games. We know that we've got a wonderful opportunity, um, and we deserve the chance to to go and test ourselves, you know, in the playoffs. We feel over the course of the season, but. The next six games will decide whether whether that comes out or not. They certainly will. Uh, two games, or sorry, two teams that we can control in the next sort of week or so: Huddersfield and Notts Forest, because we play both of them. I'm not going to build these games up to anything that they're not, but they're clearly on television for a reason because they're the kind of games that they are. We proved with the QPR game that you don't necessarily have to beat these sides, but obviously, if we do. It would give us a massive sort of incentive. But um, how do you see those two games? I mean, Forest, I only watched you on the telly last night, but they looked a bit tasty. But um, Huddersfield and Forest both had great seasons. Yeah, anyone is that. I mean, it's just great, isn't it? Because when you, you go back to the start of the season, we've got, I think it's three of our, is it three of our last six games at the moment? And, you know, anything could happen. And it might be four of our last six games are going to be live on the sky because people are interested in what we're doing. And, you know, and, and, and we've formed at such a level that, you know, Sky want us to be on there on, on, on like live on Monday nights and live on Saturday afternoon. So it's testament again to the work that the manager's done, the work that the boys do week in, week out, that we're in this position where we're fighting. It's so much better last year than we're, you know, we're chasing 12th. No one really cares unless we're playing against the team at the top. You know, no one really cares what we're, we're up to apart from us. So, you know, everyone's interested. Lots of people are talking about us. And, 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 and that, again, like I say, that's testament to the work that the the manager and the boys have put in this year that, that we've got this opportunity and now you know I really hope and I really believe that the boys will go and show what they are capable of doing under pressure on, on the big stage over the next couple of weeks over the next five six weeks. Are we under pressure in terms of compared to those other clubs they're obviously spending big dough got huge wage bills and things like that whereas you know we we're kind of I hate the term punching above our weight, but I can't think of a better one to um, to describe where we are right now. So is the pressure on them going into those games? Can we use that to our advantage? Um, I wouldn't. I, I, I know we I know budgets need to be spoken about. I know a lot of success goes alongside budgets and stuff like that. But we're forty two games into the oh, sorry forty games into the season now. We're not twelve games in and doing well and and you know, apparently punching above our weight. We are exactly where we deserve to be. So I think the pressure is the same on everyone. I think um, the boys will now feel, you know, like we've shown all season how good we are. We want to we get over the line. And that, that brings a little bit of pressure. Tuesday night away to Peterborough, 
who have got the same budget as us and everyone expects us to win do you know what i mean so that brings a little bit of pressure so there's always going to be pressure but as i said these are these are good good human beings that we get to work with every single day and they will do everything they can like they have all season and for the last number of years lots of them for the football club to take it to the you know to take it as far as we can so i know after 46 games there will ne- they won't there won't be a if we fail for any reason it will never be because of lack of effort a lack of drive a lack of determination and if we can if we can show our quality alongside them three things i think we've got a great chance and a number of the boys, uh, the gaffer, yourself, she's, you've all experienced promotion seasons or being, you know, right in the pressure cooker at this time of the season. Can that kind of experience be used to fall back on? Most definitely. Well, we had a laugh the other day. I think there was about eight members of staff in the room. I don't think one of us won a playoff. So we were, we were laughing that even if we get there, we've got no chance anyway. So, um, no, yeah, you always go back on, on past experiences and you try and help and give a little bit of, especially for me personally, I lost all three players I was in is maybe the things that that, ma- that managers did that I didn't maybe agree with that for me personally as a player, what did I get wrong? And, and you know, you try and reflect on those experiences. Again, mine were pretty bad experiences in general to to, to, to help the boys and, and give them a little bit of, you know, a little bit of guidance towards the way to to maybe getting a result. But no, listen, when if we were able to get there, um, if we're able to get there, it does become a little bit of lottery and who can turn up on the... I'd love to see a playoff game at the at Kenilworth Road in the Championship, two games from, from the Premier League. I think that atmosphere would rile and would um, would probably um, really affect anyone that, that comes to play against us. Yeah, uh, Luton's record in the playoffs ain't a great deal better than yours, unfortunately. <laughs> but these records, they're all there to be broken. You mentioned supporters there. What... Um, Park can we play? Obviously, it's fantastic behind that goal on Tuesday night. Absolutely full of Luton fans and the, even halfway down the side as well. What's the role that we've got over the next six games? Well, I never, I never forget playing. You know, my second game in the playoffs for Forest against Blackpool at home, um, and we'd lost two one in the first leg. Then we scored and went two all, and then they scored and I think scored again or something like that. And I'll never forget, you know, how it felt like everyone was shell shocked. Um, I think, and, and it truly was. Fans were, players were, manager was, everyone was shell shocked because we just believed we scored the first goal. So I just think, like they always do, just sticking with us, you know, not getting too, um, it's hard because the emotions and all that stuff, but just backing the boys to the hill, um, especially when they need it, because there will be moments over the next few weeks where it doesn't look great or certain games are going against us. and. It really makes a difference when fans just back you no matter what. And, and my experience with Luton fans so far have been, has been brilliant. But again, when the pressure comes, it maybe makes people say and shout and do things they wouldn't normally do, the same as it makes players shout and say and do things they wouldn't normally do. So just back us the way they always do. Um, and especially in them tough moments is when, when the players will need you the most. Yeah, we've all got a hold on there, haven't we? On the pitch, off the pitch, everyone uh, has that particular role to play. Uh, yourself, then, you're a highly rated coach, um, and we're absolutely delighted to ha- to have you um, with us and the work that uh, and the improvement that the players have gone through since you've been here. And I know it's not just down to you; it's down to the whole coaching team and everything. But it it really is incredible. Um, yourself, though, as a coach, I I always hear coaches or managers say that they've taken something from managers that they've played under. Is that the case with you? Because you played under some pretty illustrious managers, certainly at Nottingham Forest. 
Yeah, I, th- I think you take you take pieces, and uh, you definitely take pieces you wouldn't do as uh, as well. But I also think it's really important that you're genuine in yourself, um, because it's really hard to be consistent when you're trying to imitate someone else. Um, so no, me and Nate are, uh, are very very different types of coaches. Um, see football exactly the same, almost exactly the same way, but definitely have a, a different style to the way that we work, which I think works really nicely for the. For the players and as I said the most important thing to me is always just uh, I, I got into coaching because I like helping people I loved working with the, the kids at or the under 23s at, at Forest I loved helping them on their journey towards first team football and now if I can you know if I can help first team players improve themselves which eventually helps the team um, that's why I, I took the role of a coach on and I, I, I love working with good people and I'm, I feel so fortunate that I get to work with this this group of players who have an incredible amount of humility and just want to get better. If we, we just had a session with six players out there, the boys that ain't playing, and they were going hell for leather for uh, 75 minutes, which is, again, just a testament to the group and, and the, the kind of the, the environment the managers set. You had me worried there. I know we've got injuries, but when you said six players, I thought, Christ, I didn't realise it was that bad. And then thankfully <laughs> you quantified it by the ones that aren't playing. That's uh, that's handy. Uh, it was announced earlier this week that Harty's gone to join up with the uh, academy role. Does that mean that uh, more's coming on your plate? No, well, Paul's role, especially um, over the, the last couple of years since I've been in, in has, has really been uh, lots of set pieces and then lots of... Um, guidance for the manager, which I know he's still going to do, because obviously he still comes in in the morning with us and he's still massively going to be a part of it. But I know you'll have seen the, the stuff that, that Paul said. The academy have just inherited, you know, one of the greatest youth team coaches of all time. The, the job that he done at Charlton, the job that he done at Leeds, the job that he done at Forest with, with lots of people that I know, um, you know, is is well known throughout football so I think you know Andy Offer done a great job and um, you know moves the academy forward and now Paul will go in there and most definitely shake things up and I'm really excited for, for, for us to see what, what comes out of that in terms of the the first team stuff we'll definitely miss him you know we missed him on, on Tuesday you can't not miss someone of, of that experience and the way that he held himself and the, the snippets of knowledge that I've like got from him over the last couple of years will be invaluable to me going forward as a coach um, but I think it's, it's, it's great that he stayed within the club he's still going to be a part of it and, and in some ways an even more important part of it because he's going to be you know getting the uh, getting the young players through that that we maybe haven't had as many as we'd have liked over the last couple of years um, into our first team. And I guess to have someone of the calibre of Paul Hart driving the future of the club kind of shows just where the club is right now in terms of its status and its profile. Everything is just such a positive place to be, you know, not, and not just because of the results for the first team, but you look at obviously all the plans with the new stadium and the job that Gary and Paul Watson are doing, you know, at that end with, with everyone that works works at the ground, doing a fantastic job. Um, obviously the work in the first team, which is going really, really well. And now, you know, Paul going into the academy, I think the future is so bright for the football club because, you know, it's, it's been really well run over the last, you know, eight years after coming for a really tough period. It's been so well run that now all the, all the, kind of bits are in place for us to, to keep progressing and if this season's not to be the one for us for, for whatever reason then I don't think we then fall away next year or become a bad club we um, we keep progressing like we have this year and, and, and that kind of and targets maybe a little bit longer to reach but now I think the club's in a wonderful place great manager 
um, great board at the back of the club to the hill, and now you've got an academy manager that, that really, really fits that that model as well. So um, it's exciting times, most definitely. And just finally, um, Shiza was a popular player at the club. How's he fitted in uh, within the coaching department? He's brilliant. To be fair, we we bumped well. He's at Notts County for a long time, so me and me and Shiza used to bump into each other um, on 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 the, on the occasional night out. So we knew each other. Um, but he's been brilliant. You look at our set piece record since since he's come in and and really shook things up a little bit. Um, it has been it's been wonderful and something that we'll need desperately over the the last six games and, and obviously the boys respect him massively the fans respect him massively he's been a great great addition to the to the coaching staff not scared to say what he thinks and to, to kind of argue not argue is the wrong things to debate with, with things that that we want to do on a Saturday I think he's been a, been a breath of fresh air and he'll go on to be a well he already is a great coach he'll go on to be a great manager if he chooses to do that so now I think we're again like we just said about Paul we're, we're very very lucky that, that to have a coaching staff along with Mick and Obviously, the goalkeeping coaches as well. Jared, the sports scientist, Luke, the sports scientist, Elliot Plant. And I could go through everyone. It's, it's a really elite, elite team of staff that's, you know, that's trying to aid a great group of players. Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, Chris, thanks very much for your insights from inside the camp um, this afternoon. Thank you also on behalf of all Luton fans for these first 40 games of the season. It has been absolutely tremendous. Wish you the best of luck for the last six. We'll give, we'll be right behind you guys. And we know you'll give absolutely 100% and really hope that uh, we achieve what everyone within that dressing room hopes and wants to achieve this season. It's been fantastic. And uh, come on, you at us. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Cheers, Chris. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Kev.